I'm gonna text him. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text Dubs and be like, "Hey, man, where where are you at? What we're are you doing? Starting. We're we're doing this without you, and you have all of the info, so we're just gonna make things up." <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> we're gonna be honoring today, fellas. It's the worst damn sports show. Period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. We're back. After a uh, one-week absence, we're Stamp Sports Show period here with Steve Burrell. That is Beardo. Hello. And that's Lady McLateface coming in. To the, <laughs> even though technically we don't have Our a time. Our podcast anymore. starts at 10.15. The email <laughs> says see you at 10. No, it says around, around 10. 10. <laughs> it says around 10. See you both close to 10. Close to 10. Well, you were eight minutes late. That's not late. It's still yep. close to 10. You nope. didn't say which side of 10 close I had to, to be here. Close on. to 10 is like a two minute window. Listen, I'm not going to get into all this. Like someone saying someone late and someone being wrong about how they're not. I'm what are you, gonna... Tom Coughlin? <laughs> I just think we just need to settle down and get into what we're doing here. You, what, so we, you my we high school English teacher? Talking Broncos. a lot, pr- Pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot part, of football, yeah. Super Bowl recap, stuff like I that. I did kind of, and we didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you guys, because you just started the podcast. Well, tell us now. In. I did kind of want to uh, gauge your thoughts on the AAF, if we want to squeeze that in somewhere. Is that the new? That's the new football league. I guess I don't know enough about it, but yeah. I'm willing to talk about it. I think we should talk whatever, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to start with the tweet of the week, which I saw in the email. What? Well, talking about you. Talking about Beardo. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, I am going to apparently eat some hot wings this Saturday. So Get it, buddy. We want you to come join us. Hey, I saw your oyster video this Ugh. morning, so. Oh, I can that. still feel it in the back of my throat. Dude, the party morning show just gone full on fear factor. Like kind of, <laughs> that's the new angle. It'll be like, we're just going to eat something weird. Well, I mean, we have done that uh, every week for the past three weeks. They're like, this is what radio. Did JJ, did JJ do something? Uh, I gave, uh, I did a hot pepper chili for him. He doesn't like hot peppers. Uh, okay. Um, so I was looking for ghost peppers. I actually couldn't find them, but I did uh, habanero pepper chili okay um that was an I actual was habanero hot. like you ate it and- uh no, no no like i put it in a chili so he didn't oh. die yeah uh but it, i mean it was still hot uh so he did that and then nina hates olives so we made her eat olives that was olives are delicious i love olives like mm-hmm. i make it a I'm point to go to the nah. king supers olive bar from there and just that's like, where i told yeah, him to go yeah, get yeah. the olives <laughs> why wouldn't you those are the best olives in the town i know i know so, yeah, it was funny because she was, like, sitting there all grossed out eating them. And JJ and I were just kind of, like, popping them in our mouth. Like, this is delicious. <laughs> Whatever you don't finish. <laughs> we're going we to like, take care of. I mean, you ate an oyster. Do you have a, a you don't like oysters? Have you not tried oysters? Um, I had had an oyster once, and my dad ordered it for me at a steakhouse. Sounds about right. Yeah, right. And so it was in a shot glass, and I literally just shot it. Oh, okay. And he, he yelled at me. He was like, you didn't even taste it. And I'm like, yeah. That was the point. <laughs> well, like for an oyster shooter, you just sh- you're just supposed to take it like a shot, right? Yeah, I mean, you put a little like hot sauce or something on it, and then you throw it back. You don't like chew it up. Or well, so that's I didn't know. So I asked them, and they're like, "Yeah, we want you to chew it twice." So I chewed it twice this morning, and it was just. I don't know. It was like chewing saliva. Like it didn't. I didn't. I didn't cut through anything. I just kind of mushed it yeah. in between my teeth twice. That's about right. Because yeah. <laughs> your description of it was being like over chewed gum was incredibly accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing <laughs> happened to it when I chewed it. It just kind of bounced back into shape afterwards. So, uh, and then I saw it was disgusting. It was really gross. Uh, and it's been haunting my throat ever since. Um, luckily I just went to the bathroom and cleaned out whatever else was in there. Oyster wise. That's why I was late. I had to do it. Did you vomit? No. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's what he was going with. No. I almost vomited though when I actually did it. But the reason my stomach has been killing me for the past half hour had to. I got it. I go got clean you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't go downstairs. <laughs> had to happen. Um, so, yeah, this weekend we'll see if I vomit or cry or whatever happens with. You have a propensity wings. for your face to get very red, and I look forward to it being a, a <laughs> I mean, fire get, engine red color. <laughs> yeah, I get natural rosacea anyways, yeah. like all the time, yeah. so I imagine it's going to be pretty bright red. Yeah. Yeah. So come watch uh, Beardo cry after, and then wipe his eyes with his- <laughs> Do his, you think you're going to get like, stuff all over your beard? Like, you like- 
like you'll lose control for a little bit. And you, the next thing you know, it's just wing stuff all around your mouth. I mean, that happens when I eat wings. Anyway, just normally? So yeah, okay, yeah. It's just a normal <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like he's going to be thing. trying to eat these as quickly as possible, you know, because you don't really want to take your time with them. No, because uh, so, the longer you sit with hot stuff, the more, the worse it gets. Yeah, if you, if you don't know, he uh, Beardo has lost our NFL uh, pick for over the year, and so he's going to do a um, hot wing challenge. Uh, we agreed on six, I think it was. And yeah, whatever it is. Our we, friend Shauna we'll over. See how far I get. <laughs> our, the only way you're allowed to stop is if you puke. Uh, just our go friend, fast. Just, that's how they do it on Man versus Food. <laughs> he just does it before, before it hits him. Yeah. Before it like you'll you'll probably get through like two or three if you quick. But then then it's all. If you like, do you eat ribs in public or anything with a big beard like that? I was just thinking how messy it's going to be. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be a little messy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Do you make choices when you're eating in public to be like that i will have to do at home <laughs> no because i don't no. care okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm a single man in my 30s man my dignity is, <laughs> is i have thought about like not, you know, i obviously <laughs> have no beard not even close but i have thought of certain things like if you go on a date like you would never you should never order something like ribs on a date because you're just like gonna ruin it well yeah i mean i guess if i'm actually trying to impress somebody i'm not eating hot wings on the first day got it yeah, probably <laughs> so anyway so it's gonna be saturday uh the ninth mm-hmm. at 11, 11 o'clock, o'clock at kicking wings our friend shauna is gonna make the uh super hot wings for him Do we have an intersection like it's highlands right it's said- kipling no no and- yeah kipling and i basically kipling and i-70 yeah so you okay. get off kipling you get off i-70 you go north on kipling and it's right on your right hand side okay. right in that first complex right there so is that like wheat ridge or what's that considered? yeah okay wheat ridge lakewood i don't know something like that arvada <laughs> there is also a chance that grandpa beardo could be coming up from fort morgan to Whoa. watch this. dude he was lis- he was listening to our podcast and my grandma texted me and was like where is this grandpa thinks he wants to be there and i'm That's like right. oh he's, my he's, goodness he's gonna start up the truck this week to make sure it's still right yeah. <laughs> somebody to hold your beard back while yeah. you puke. <laughs> no no he would not he would be laughing with you guys does like, your grandpa have a beard no oh. no 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 he's very clean shaven interesting yeah so yeah, so if you want to see that, come on out. We'll all be out there. You can talk sports with us or just watch Beardo cry, you know, whatever you want to do. For a second, I thought we were going to talk about the Case Keenum thing as the, the tweet of the week. Are we, are we no, holding no, on we'll, to that? Are we going to pocket that? Yeah, we'll pocket okay. that. We'll talk about that later because I think that topic that caused that whole back and forth is just like a whole, that could be a whole podcast. Almost. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, we got a, a tweet from the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. We it's did, about as big as it gets. Yes, we did get a retweet from Case Keenum talking about sports movies and we were all pretty excited about it. I also think that we made a rule that if you retweet us, we no longer talk poorly about you yeah, on the so podcast. Yeah, so we can't talk shit about Case Keenum this week. <laughs> really? Like, Just this week. <laughs> he's likely listening. <laughs> and that'll be our new rule, that if you retweet or subtweet or interact with us anyway, we are not allowed to talk shit about you the following week if you tweet a link to the podcast then you're good for a month and that's for anybody okay Okay, and that's just not sports luminaries and quarterbacks of the denver broncos that's for anybody out there if you want to stay off of our stay off our radar not have you talk nonsense about you personally for whatever reason go ahead and retweet (laughs) us and you're safe so and the flip side of that is i think that we just need to single out followers and people that interact with us now and and call them out just for fun Okay. We'll have to find <laughs> so bring your bring your steaming hot takes to us. And yeah. we'll, we'll roast you on the podcast for it. Here we go. <clears throat> topic one. Uh, oh, it's Tom. Yeah. You probably forgot you didn't have headphones. No, I, so have I was going to give you the point. So here it is. <laughs> I could like kind of hear it in your headphones. And I was like, are we going? Are we doing this? All right, we're doing it. I just if hit you the button know, went back to Googling. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't know, this is the worst damn sports show, period. Yeah, we've decided to make it looser. Yeah. <laughs> if that was possible. Um, topic one, though, I think we should go over the uh, major sporting events. That occurred this past Sunday. I know we would all like to forget and pretend it never happened, but uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots did win Super Bowl 53. The Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of sad. Yeah. It was, uh, it was the most boring Super Bowl I think I've ever watched. I don't know about you guys, but it took forever for anything to happen. And there were not enough sacks on Tom Brady for as boring as it was. Were like there I, any? There was a couple. One. 
one. I know Aaron Donald got to him once. Aaron Donald got to him a couple of times, and there was one where he just straight up hit him, and it was after the play, and he picked him like picked him back up and threw him back down. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, that was very nice. I wanted to see more of that. I was also kind of hoping for an Indomitian Sue like step on the ankle or something accidentally air quotes but that never happened either (laughs) wow (laughs) look man it's tom brady yeah i mean normally i would root against nadamakin sue's poor behavior but when it's against tom brady i'm rooting for it yeah there is so few things to talk about with the super bowl which is other than the remarkable three points that the uh, that the Rams scored it's amazing it's amazing that 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 (laughs) happened other than like little things that aren't talked about are early in the game, third down, uh, third down play for I believe where they got that first field goal. The uh, for the Patriots, it was third and nine. And they called a what did they call it? Hit on the defenseless receiver. Yeah, um, early and again, I think this is the first quarter, and that gave them the first down. They got the field goal at the time. It was kind of like one. Well, it's really in the game. Anything can happen. Two Rams can't complain about a poor call uh, for in a situation like that. But it's kind of like I don't I don't remember anyone talking about that after the game. But I remember thinking like that was such a big deal that they he, they converted the third down after all and got 15 yards for what it was essentially just a terrible call. Like they even in the when they're talking about the, they're like, well, the idea is he's defenseless and he has to make a move before you can hit him. But doesn't really make sense. He didn't lower his head. It was a wrap-up tackle. Yeah, and I mean, Either like, way. the guy who caught the ball turned and was faced, like, the 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 defender that made that tackle yeah. hit him straight, like, on. Like, me looking at you, hugged him and took him to the ground type yes. tackle. Like, it was a good tackle, but it was because he didn't make a move. It was literally the kind of tackle you would imagine that they would tell you to practice. Like, it was yeah. like in, on a textbook way. I think some slight contact may have made, I mean, but then you, you got two grown men coming at each other at, at a you know high rate of speed. You can't always have your head out of the way, but it certainly wasn't a defensive receiver. It certainly wasn't helmet on helmet. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, it was face mask to face mask. Right. And your face mask isn't supposed to count for penalties for hitting with your head. Yeah, it's further it's, out than your face. It's Yeah, it's supposed to be the crown of your helmet. And so, I mean, if he goes any lower there, he puts the crown of his helmet into the other guy's face mask. Yeah. So he's trying to avoid hitting him in the head. And it just, the whole thing didn't make a whole lot of sense. But, I mean, that game was just so useless. It was it, useless. That's a good, re- that's a good <laughs> review of the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, useless. And normally when the games are bad like that, you have a little bit of something to look forward to, whether it's the halftime show or the commercials. <laughs> Those were also useless. It was a really bad experience. Yeah, all, all the way, the way around. around. Which, I mean, we've I feel like over the past like four or five years, we've gotten some really good championship either games or game sevens or stuff like that. Like we've been, I feel like, really lucky um, with some amazing series and games in championship rounds and like we were due for a dud and we got it man like that thing was a steaming pile of crap and so many times especially in the say the third quarter for example you thought something had to break like someone had to break through uh especially on the ram side because they just hadn't done anything and they're known for the big plays there was a couple opportunities for touchdowns that that did not work out but it just never happened. Like, and it was so, it was inept. Like the entire thing, craziness from what was supposedly the uh, new wunderkid of the NFL. For yeah, and he, yeah. So that's the least points any team that they'd ever scored as him as coach. He and he said he wasn't feeling it, and you could tell. I mean, he was calling that game scared. He was calling it like he was in the Super Bowl for the first time, and he was not himself. Todd Gurley had eleven touches, and they said he was not hurt. I don't believe that. I, yeah, even though I don't know, there was no, there's no reason to lie about that at this point. And you thought after the Patriots scored that touchdown, like, okay, now he's got to go for it. Yeah. yeah. Like he's got to open it up and go for it because now you need a touchdown and there's no more like, well, if I play it safe, we're tied. So maybe I can get a field goal. At, no, he had to go for it. And he still like, it still felt like that offense wasn't the same offense we watched yeah. all year. Jared Goff looked rattled too. That, yeah, I mean, that interception that he threw with four minutes left when he yeah. was going to the end zone, it was just like, man, that was just such a bad 
past that is so unlike Jared Goff this season. Well, and we talked about it because the the championship games had the two young quarterbacks look like young quarterbacks right. in the first half, uh, and Jared Goff looked like a young quarterback, and he looked like a young quarterback for the entire game this time. And with the uh, the interception, I don't know if you saw the video of James White calling it on the bench before it was thrown. And then Gilmore afterwards saying that he knew exactly what was going to happen and he didn't change his route whatsoever. He just turned around and there was the ball like he expected it to yeah. be. I barely watched the game the first time. Yeah. I definitely didn't go back and watch any extra games. <laughs> yeah. Basically, James White is on the bench saying he's rattled. He's about to give it back to us. Yeah. Well, and it, he and was. They immediately did. He was. Wow. Yeah. What did... uh? What did our bets and stuff look yeah, like? Yeah, so uh, for the game, I was the only one who took the Pats minus three. Prop bets, prop bets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated doing it, but I did. Um, let's see. For the prop bets, uh, did a scoring drive take less time than a national anthem? Well, there was only three of them. Yeah. And so a big fatty no was your answer there. I was the only one who said no. And they're all painfully slow. What How- a crazy stat, too. There was only, was it one play uh, in the red zone for either team? Yeah, it was and something that was just ones for like the Patriots. That. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, how many plays will Tony Romo predict? He did not. I mean, he, they were good. I felt like they at one point realized like this game is a total dud, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just started joking around, which was maybe even appreciated by the viewing audience. <laughs> right. um, but how many plays did he predict? It was under seven and a half. So Steve, you were the only one that got that one. <laughs> uh, how many replays of the get back coach? Turns out he wasn't even the get back coach for that game. Yeah, no. I don't know what the Somebody hell was else going on. That's what happened. Yeah. Somebody else took the responsibilities cuz I don't I don't know if you couldn't be there or Why something would you but mess that up. Yeah, I don't Bowl. know. So especially after you hyped it up like 2 weeks prior. Yeah, and so I I said the under on that which was right. Uh this is amazing. So the color Gatorade that gets thrown on the winning coach, we had talked about there were 6 options. Beardo picked it right. It was blue. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the biggest winner. Yeah. I mean, it's plus 400. So if you put 100 bucks down, you would have made $400 on your <laughs> blue Gatorade bet. Uh, what will finish first, the government shutdown or Super Bowl 53? Now, this is interesting because the government <laughs> shutdown happened like the day after we did the podcast. It ended. It ended the hour after we did the podcast. But. Yeah. It's only like a three-week stay of execution. Sure. And if they go back into a shutdown, like how does that it, it's, play out in the betting stopped. world? It would be a new one. And so in the it wedding world- It would be world, a new shutdown? You in, sure yeah, about that? In the betting world, it'd be like, no, it's it's over. People are working. The <laughs> shutdown has finished. If there's a new one, that's a new one. But no, they've- they, they, I think they, you're just saying funny. that because you and me both had the-, the <laughs> <laughs> it would, No, the I'm, thinking, I'm would saying that. That makes total sense. But I also said- when it happens, it's going to come out of nowhere for almost no reason. And that's exactly an hour after you finish the podcast. I'm yeah. like walking back to TV downstairs and they're just like having a press conference about how it's over. And yeah. I called it. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. I was like, we literally just talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, will they break the points record? No. Of 75 and a half. Oh, I say they kind of broke eight points. <laughs> they record. did. I was going to say it was, they, but uh, it was over 75 yeah. and a half, not under <laughs> whatever 16 or whatever the lowest scoring Super Bowl before it was and the funny thing the lowest one before it was in like 1972 or something like that well, yeah. <laughs> like when they're playing with like leather helmets and, <laughs> and there was no passing they didn't allow passing uh Steve I know you're the only one that said that they weren't gonna break a points record so <laughs> how about this I'd like uh, that Tony Romo I thought about that briefly because there was a an onion headline or something like that about why couldn't Tony Romo call all these plays right like when, when he was playing? I I have a thought about that. And that is he was doing that when he was playing. He was doing exactly that when he was playing. But on TV, it's like it's like playing Jeopardy at home. You know, I could shout out answers and if I get one out of three right, I'm feeling pretty good. And you don't think about losing because you're actually playing Jeopardy, you're losing points. Yeah. With Tony Romo, he's probably doing his head every time just being like, I got this. Well, I- and he happened to be right on a lot of them, but he was really, really wrong on a lot of them too. He's just super confident in it. So the over-under really- was seven and a half. So that you run 40 to 50 plays a game. Yeah. So that means he got like one-fifth of them right, maybe? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One-seventh of so them saying, right? As an analyst, and you're walking up to the line, you could be like, that's a play, 
right there. And if you're right, everyone thinks you're a genius. Yeah, right. But if you're a quarterback and you get to the line and be like, that's a play and you're a wrong, which you are probably most of the time yeah. in that situation, then you're hosed. And, and I was going to say a lot of things about it. One, the view from up top is way easier to read than the view from the field. Yeah. True. Right? You've got it laid out in front of you. Two, you don't have the pressure of having to make that decision, right? You're sta- If you're standing on the field, there's just a little bit of anxiety that comes with it. And three, and we witnessed this with Peyton Manning at the end of his career. What do you think? Peyton Manning forgot how to read defenses? Yeah. No. He just didn't have the talent to get the, the ball there anymore. He got <laughs> old. Well, Tony Romo just didn't there were probably plays that he read and he's like, the ball needs to go here. And then he tries to throw the ball there and it gets intercepted because he's Tony Romo and he doesn't have the talent to actually make that throw. So I think there's a whole bunch of things. And let's also remember his line was garbage. Well, it was better towards the end of the career. Yeah. But it's just, there's so many things that go into it. Yeah, and you're right, Steve. Yeah. It's one out of five that he gets right. I mean, that's you're punting in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like Which to take. Like, I do like Tony Romo as a broadcaster. Weirdly, because I didn't like him so much as a player. Look, uh, man, he is a huge upgrade above Phil Sims. Yeah, or in that yeah, booth. pretty much anyone. That's why playing. <laughs> you know, I was just talking about this. I do want to touch on it real quick. I think the the general football knowledge has gotten so much better amongst like everyday fans, where you used to have to have somebody like Madden or Sims to be like, "Oh, the team with the most points wins the game." Uh, you don't <laughs> you don't need that anymore. And so, the more in depth that these analysts are getting, that's why they're getting more popular. Because I think everybody just knows a little bit more about football, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so we were talking about Von Miller doing that pregame. Did you guys see him pregame on yeah. the Super Bowl? It was Not. awesome. He was good. It was awesome. And I really think he's got a future in it. He's got that personality. If he can provide that kind of real analysis, I think he's got like a future doing broadcasting, which is interesting. Not something that you would think from a defensive end. Um, <laughs> also not something that you would have thought for Von Miller, who's just kind of flashy and after football could do a lot of things. Yeah, you, you always know? knew he had a personality, yeah. but never, you know, maybe an on-air personality. Uh, I just think that everything is trending towards that more information thing, and I think it's kind of cool. There there was uh, <laughs> one thing from the Super Bowl that was kind of fun for the fact of it being a low-scoring game. Did you guys hear about the guy who actually made a bet oh, yeah. on the Rams scoring three points? I almost did it as my tell me something good. Yeah. Three points, or and he won $100,000. Nice. He's got the coconuts to be like, yeah, they're only going to score three points in the game. Everybody would have been like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and dropped him 250, which is, yeah, I think, a yeah. random number. For like, it was, is anybody talking about better X for anything? Because I get So no. there was another guy on the <laughs> flip side of that. I think it's funny. Some like guy who calls himself Better X, which reminds me of like Eater X, like the guy who wears the mask. Like, <laughs> yeah. He lost like three and a half million dollars and got oh, nothing back. Like really? with all these different bets that he made oh, on, on different outcomes oh, of the game. And I th- that one is very satisfying. Almost as much as hearing the guy yeah. like, <laughs> winning a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, on a two hundred thousand dollars. That's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm glad you lost. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Right, do you have anything to add to this part? Uh, no, I think let's move on from that boring ass game. Okay. That's good. All right. Well, this is how we feel better. We lay it on thick here in the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Talking about something we came across in the sports world or otherwise this past week. Beardale, would you like to start? Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with a story that I found this morning. This is actually sports related local. Um, there's a kid from Vista Peak who is going to get a full-ride football scholarship for Southern Alabama, all for kicking. He's uh, from Aurora. He And the best part is, is I feel like this is kind of a car, uh, karma coming back for this kid. Last fall, he was kicking field goals to raise money for childhood uh, cancer research. Wound up raising six grand while kicking these field goals. So I feel like for him to now get a full ride scholarship yeah. to go kick is like, that's the universe being like, you know what, kid? You earn this. That's karma awesome. is yeah. real, yeah. If you're sure. a very good kicker in, in high school football, keep it up. Like that's yeah, a, that's right? a nice ticket if you could punch it. <laughs> did and you I, see do you see the fifty people try to hit the yeah. field goal that <laughs> Cody Parkey, I think it yeah, was missed? And it was awful. Oh, it was so bad. Man. I, I want to see this kid do it. I <laughs> yeah. bet he'd nail it. He was probably really good. So his name is uh Noah Kerwacki, and hopefully we see him in the NFL after his southern Alabama kicking stint. Shouts out. Very yeah. cool. 
I can go next sure, if you want. Sure, away. <laughs> yeah, my shout-out is to uh, head coach of your Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone. Uh, With their win uh, on Saturday, the Nuggets clinched the best record in the Western Conference as of February 3rd. Why does that random date matter? Because that's the date that they select the All-Star head coach. So now not only do you have Nikola Jokic going to the All-Star game, uh, he was selected as a reserve, but you also have your head coach, Michael Malone, going. Of course, I got all excited to talk about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that up on the podcast, and then the Nuggets lose two games in a row. Because that's how things work around here. But nonetheless, uh, he was, he will be the uh, head coach of Team LeBron in the NBA All-Star Game. So I don't I just kind of a nod to the Nuggets from the rest of the league. Like you you have to take notice yeah. that they are a good team. They're so. beat up. Like they've lost to a couple crummy teams in a row, but they are missing like most of their starters. They were missing the Millsap, Harris, and Murray for the Detroit game, and just uh, Harris and Murray and uh, Millsap for the the Brooklyn game the other night. But I, I'm sure they'll turn it around. Yeah. I'm not overly concerned about. It. They've also played. I think it was seven road games. Yeah, and it was eight, like out of eight. It was. A, I remember looking before those two games. They were like four out of six nights they were playing. And on top of that, they are officially have a target on yeah. them. Like they, they are the team. Yeah, like outside of Golden State, things like that, people are starting to notice. And so, you yeah, gotta, you got this is good. You know, you want people to bring their best against you so you can get get ready. I also want to give uh, to go back to Dove's point about Coach Malone. Like I, I got to take it back, man. Like last season and the season before that, I was just like. This guy isn't the answer. Yeah. He is not the coach. He sometimes is not the leader. Like I think there was a point last year where he was just like dogging on the team saying that they weren't a playoff team right. at all. And it was just it, like for a couple of years, you just watch him. You're just like, dude, we got to do something. But he has proven me wrong not, all this season. Not in his coaching ability, but he's kind of like Belichick, right? He's sandpaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're going the right direction... Yeah, yeah, I don't want that guy to be my coach. But if you start losing, if things start going bad, people are like, that guy is an a-hole, right? Yeah. And that's kind of so. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got it figured out and he's got these guys going in the right direction. And that's what matters. I'd like to lay it on thick uh, too. And I'm gonna, I'm probably going to mess his name up, which is a sad thing because his name is Henry Jom, Jomé. And it's I, I'm sad because he's dead. And this is going to be one of the last things said about him, his obituary, where whoever wrote it, because he died on Sunday, February 3rd, 2019, in New Orleans, this New Orleans Saints fan. Oh, boy. It was written that he was determined not to watch the Super Bowl. And therefore, <laughs> oh that's goodness. why he died when he did. So, nice. That is, that is like, good. Although, I was talking to Beardo about this. I think as a Saints fan, wouldn't that be the most satisfying way for the Super Bowl to turn out? Like, to have the other team that you beat that you're so mad at right now just to get embarrassed? Yeah, I heard a couple people talking about that. Like, like New Orleans fans get to sit there and be like, well, at least we would have showed up. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And a I lot think of it them sucks did. because it's all about a, a you know, what if them yeah. kind of thing. But at the same time, if a team beat us and went on, I would like to see them scorched as well. So, uh, I'd like to, Henry, I'll just say Henry. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> Second topic. All right. Now we're going to point. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you pointed to the ceiling. You did point to that's, the ceiling. That's, what do you, you think normally, doing? you normally point at the ceiling and then when it's time, you point at the person. Like the ceiling is like, get ready. I have never been a producer. Well, okay? you need some work. the pants kind of stuff. He's a one man show. He's not pointing at anyone. Point at myself. Um, but we need to talk. Well, let's have a little bit of fun because it is kind of that slower period. And you know what? Now that the Super Bowl is over, football is resetting. We we are completely reset. The New England Patriots are, are champions, but we're looking Shut forward to your next damn season. Mouth. Like we already <laughs> talked about it, we don't need to keep bringing it up. Uh, and I want to, I want all of us to kind of hang our hats on what the Broncos actually should focus on like plant your flag this is the one position this is the one thing they need to do this is it and if they don't do it they're in trouble we're gonna play worst damn gms if you will we get and here's the thing i think you do as a especially worst damn gm (laughs) you gotta go all in yeah there is no beating around the bush you're not gonna change my mind there is no other option for me that the Broncos need to draft a quarterback in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft. So pick 10, the Broncos. Pick 10 or higher. 
They need mm-hmm. to go all in to get the best quarterback possible that they determine, or I guess maybe I should determine, even though I don't know anything about Drew Locke. I haven't gone to any of his pro days or anything. So you are the worst damn GM. Yeah, I'm terrible. So I say <laughs> Kyler Murray we need to get because he's the biggest name. And Although I I disagree, unless it the hype train brings it up, I don't think Kyler Murray will be a reach at 10. I think I think he'll be there. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If if Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, and Kyler Murray all go before your 10th pick and you're not able to trade up, are you going to force a quarterback there? I don't know what's available. So uh, there's a kid from Duke. I mean, once, uh, but once you get through those top three, those are like your, those are your three first round quarterbacks. No, because whoever you're talking about will likely be there in the second round. Like no, like no dude from Duke's going to get drafted in the first round for uh, a quarterback from anyone. But you think they should spend assets and move up. So like, so say the giants hop up to one to take whoever Drew Locke. Haskins, whoever. Yes. And the Dolphins hop up to six or seven to take the next quarterback. You think the Broncos should be spending assets to go get whoever the third first round guy is? You're coming up with a lot of hypothetical scenarios. And so other hypothetical scenarios would play into that. Like who's in front of them then? Like who, what are their (laughs) needs? Like I'm just trying to gauge if you, because it's, it happens often that a lot of quarterbacks go in the top 10. Sure. Uh, And so if quarterbacks start going off the board in front of the Broncos, you as the GM would move up is what I'm kind of getting at. Uh, Depending. Yeah. I mean, Again, depending on who is there and yeah. what the risk of it is, I, there's a lot of like what ifs like you could throw into that. But I'm just going to keep it clean and simple. Say so the Broncos need a quarterback and they should draft one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying to gauge how bad you think they need one. But they, I, I feel well, like. they need a, they need a, a quarterback and they need to draft that quarterback because um, Case Keenum, you're a lovely fellow, and obviously you're listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not going to say a, a bad thing about you. Clearly, I'm just going to say that the Broncos have done this and we've seen the teams that have had we've seen them do it a couple different ways. Success by getting a free agent quarterback. But that quarterback was Peyton Manning. Peyton, there's no Peyton Mannings out there to be picked up. There are the Nick Foles and the Ryan Tannehills of the world and out the there. And the Tyrod Taylor. And the Tyrod Taylors. <laughs> like, the, no, like that is not going to advance you more than Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum is just a, as capable of quarterback as anyone that's available, so that is not your move. And if you want to improve that position, you're going to need to draft it. Yeah, let's make it clear. This isn't about Case because his contract is up after next year. So well, it, I know he's listening, and dude, you're awesome, and it's just because your contract's going to run out. It's nothing personal. Right, I'm just guys? saying, if right? you're looking yeah. to right? upgrade yeah. that right? position, guys? Guys? Yeah. right? <laughs> if you're simply looking to upgrade that position, which is, everyone can agree, the most important position in all of Football, you're not going to do it in the free agent draft. It needs to be upgraded one way or another. Free agent draft. So you need to do it in the draft. That is my stake in the ground, and you're not pulling it out. Okay. You want me to go next up? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm going to say that the biggest, most important move the Denver Broncos need to make is signing a cornerback to help Chris Harris Jr., and get back to improving this secondary. And as a worst damn GM, I did a little bit of research. Not a lot, but a little bit. There's some uh, names out there, like the top five, according to Sport Track for mm-hmm. 2019 NFL free agents. Robert Alford Recently from Atlanta. Cut. Yep. Yesterday, the day before, actually. Uh, Kareem Jackson from Houston. Brent Grimes, which he's eliminated because he's going to be 36 years old. I didn't realize he was so old. Yeah, he's. I guess you just know his name. You're like, oh, yeah. Grimes, Grimey. Yeah, that's his a good wife one. has been him. annoying for a whole 15 years. Also huh? that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you got some some taste of that. Oh, you? I hate that guy so much. <laughs> uh, his wife. Morris Claiborne's on that list. Buster Screen and Rashawn Melvin. Uh, that rounds up kind of the top six. Personally, if uh, I'm looking at this. There's a couple of names uh, down the list, like Jason McCourty, who is going to be a free agent. He is coming off of a pretty low contract. He's 31 years old. He played in the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Did maybe the biggest pass of breakup of the entire game. Yeah. And so, and you could probably get him for cheaper than you're going to get a Buster Screen, who's coming off of a multi year, $25 million contract, a Kareem Jackson. 
pretty much the same boat. Um, even Robert Alford had a high one, although he, it sounds like he's not ranked, like he's number one on the list of free agent quarter, yeah. cornerbacks, but it sounds like there might be other things if Atlanta's not pursuing him. So why cornerback over any other position? Because that's where we were the weakest last year. We were absolutely terrible at breaking up the passes. And a lot of that came after we let go of a keep to leave. We let him walk last year and we paid for that. And Bradley Roby is not the guy to play across from Chris Harris Jr. Sign a veteran cornerback, get somebody over there that's got the experience, that's dominant, that's good in the game, and move Bradley Roby back to the slot if you re-sign him. He is also a free agent. I don't know that he's going to get a huge contract out of anybody based off of his season last year where he was torched as the number two yes. a lot. He well, can be a good number three. He can be a good I was, slot corner. That's what corner. I was going to say. Your slot corner ends up being a starter um, in, today's, sure. in today's NFL. So like he'll still get a decent contract, but it'll be to be a slot corner, not to be right. a number two. And know? I think the Broncos, if they, if they went out and got a guy like Jason McCourty, who they could sign for – two years, three years, $6 million, you could re-sign Bradley Roby to play that slot corner. And then you're back to having a dominant secondary. I had heard McCourty might retire. I don't know if there's any truth to that. So if he's available, that'd be yeah. interesting. Um, and so I just want to touch on yours real quick before I say mine, because I was going to say corner and I was going to say first round corner. Mm. Um, and I think if you go get a guy who, if you truly believe he's a first round corner, can you go find Stefan Gilmore? Can you go find Dar- Darrell Revis? Can you go find I, you can, Champ but Bailey? he's not going to be that next year. Like corners, that's are fine. Like wide receivers, they that's fine. You have, time. but Let's, you have your number one corner right now. And we right. talked about this a little bit on the last show we did, which is Chris Harris is still. I'm just saying he's going to be bad this year. Like that's typically I don't think the he's way gonna be works. Bad. Uh, I mean, um, the guy from New Orleans. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I know who you're talking about, though. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year two years ago. He was the outlier. But usually, even the very good cornerbacks out there end up getting scorched for a year, and then they're great. I I I disagree. I disagree. Um, I I think outside of – Denzel Ward was a corner, right? He's a safety. safety. Uh, No, he played corner for them. Because um, he was the one that was drafted last oh, wait, for, year. For um, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. He was yeah. the one that was high drafted last year, but I don't see a guy like that in the draft. I don't hear a name being thrown around. Brady like Williams that is the, the one that's really gets gets thrown around. That could be a top five pick, though. No, top 10. Yeah. But, see, I don't know, man. But so uh, the question is, and the, th- and the thing is, he's not going to have to go against number one wide receivers, right? So these rookie cornerbacks, that even if you talk about them coming in and struggling, you've got Chris Harris to kind of soften that blow. And I think on the flip side of that, you can get a situation where when Chris Harris starts running out of steam, this guy is picking up steam. Uh, What is the main difference between your defense that was Super Bowl caliber and your one now? Our secondary. No fly zone. Right, but no flies in, which includes your second that, and also your linebackers that can't cover anybody either. Well, so yes, but you've got one good linebacker in Marshall, right? Yeah, who's hurt a good portion of the year last year. So. Right, and so we have a second year Josie Jewell who you, Josie Jewell yeah. can play. I don't know if he's as much of a cover linebacker. I feel like he's more of a first two downs linebacker, but yeah, he, he might develop yet to be seen. Um, but so if you only have one, you know, if you, if you're putting out three or four defensive backs, three or four cornerbacks, you're only going to have one linebacker out there anyway. Your pass rush is better. Yeah. Right. Like your pass rush is better than it was for Super Bowl 50. If you can add another corner, you can get back to a dominant defense if it's coached yeah, properly. I agree. So wait, where do you differ? So uh, but because you said that, Kyle, I'm going to go with uh, re-signing Matt Paradis. It's the number one thing I think they need to do this offseason. The offensive line is. I guess I even thought of like I was thinking more like improvements. Like obviously, yes. Well, I he's a free agent. So. I agree with you, and so yeah. is Bradley Roby. And I yeah. think like, I think that the Broncos are going to do everything they can to re-sign Paris. Well, I mean, but, if 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 I'm if, as the GM, if I'm making a list of the first thing I need to get done, the number one thing I need to get done, it's fix the offensive line, and you can do that in free agency. But the first mm. thing that you have to do is make yeah. sure one of your guys, the only guy who really is yes. worth your highest the money, performer on that line, yeah. 
let's not replace that position with some other unknown commodity. Exactly. Okay, so so the number, if you're asking me what the number one thing I would do as a GM is, it's get Matt Paradis signed, get it out of the way. You can look for another free agent or two to add to the offensive line and get that fixed. If you can, I feel like you're in a much better situation. The thing with free agents for the <laughs> offensive line, because I printed this list too, because I was thinking about it. There's a lot of guards and centers on that list, which, like, wasn't our problem, right? It was tackles. And there's not a lot of tackles on this list that I would argue are high caliber. There never never are, but you often can get a trade or two for a guy. I mean, remember Orlando Franklin moved, Dwayne Brown moved. I mean, like, you can get, like, a mid-level tackle, but you're just going to have to make a trade for him probably. Yeah, and there are some guards available which actually was part of the problem that is ron leary back is he is he a free agent do you mean he was hurt and he was out for the season i think he's still under contract with us um it's maybe not as far away as you think you just can't miss and so that's the the issues they've missed a couple of times with uh with getting uh, several times over the land missed in the draft really Uh, so free agent i think is the way to go a more of a known commodity go ahead and spend your money wisely on it well and offensive linemen play till 35 36 you're not talking about a running back or a quarterback or something like that where they fall off and they fall off hard um you can pay a free agent offensive lineman and feel good about the fact that he's still going to perform at a high level yeah um so i i don't mind spending money on offensive line in that situation i wish we'd have done that last year yeah. I wish we'd have got a guy like Nate Solder or but I think some of those guys. After watching last year, didn't you realize you were a little bit further away than you were prepared to talk about? With the line? In general. Oh. With the yes. Broncos. Yes. Yes and no. Yes. Like, yes for what we thought we had. Yeah. But we actually are closer with what we didn't know we had. Like, the right. draft was so good last That's year. That's true. So you'd be able to, like, make some strides as long as you make – the, you make the right decisions this year. You could easily go from a, a team that was just a joke to a absolute contender. Yeah, I mean, it, to get into the playoffs is not going to be that difficult. I yeah, don't think like we were, guys. we were a, again up until the the spiral at the end of the season. Like we were definitely in the conversation in a very real way. Yeah. Or if they would have won one more game earlier in the year, I think they would have been in the uh, playoff position until again the death spiral at the end of the season. Uh, real quick before we hop into the worst, mm-hmm. you guys gonna watch the new AAF, the new football league? I, I mean, yeah, probably. When's it start? Saturday. There's a game Saturday really? and a game Sunday. Oh. Yeah, I will just because I just like I would randomly click through and and if I saw, like come summertime when you see a preseason game or something like that, yeah. you start watching it. Same thing. There's some there's some real names as far as coaches go. There's some. Decent names as far as players go, and I'm interested in it. This is basically a league that was designed to give people who either haven't played in the NFL for a while or used to play in the NFL kind of a second chance, right? Yeah. Like, definitely, definitely like a developmental league. The NFL isn't necessarily pushing it, but they are cooperating, if you will. There was a bunch of commercials that ran during the Super Bowl. Well, for this that's thing. because oh, the funny. first game is going to be on CBS on Saturday. So the inaugural, the first game of the league is going to be on CBS, who carried the Super Bowl. So of course they're trying to <laughs> yeah. to huh. promote you watching it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're talking about guys like Rick Neuheisel and Mike Martz and Rick Steve Spurs, Neuheisel. Steve Spurrier. <laughs> oh my god! Right, like. I don't know. Spurrier's a coach too. Spurrier's a coach. Oh. It's like kind of crazy. Oh. I want to see what happens. I ran into Steve Spurrier. At a gas station subway. Was he wearing a visor? At 2 a.m. Was he wearing a visor? In Jackson. No, he wasn't. Damn it. <laughs> he was with some other dude. And this was right, I think, when he started coaching uh, South Carolina. So he was in Jacksonville. And it was, like, I remember being at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning at some gas station. My buddy Doogie. And I'm like, that's Steve Spurrier. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. He's like, no, it's Steve Spurrier. And we get in, get in line. And that was his, his, his line to him, which is like, Hey, coach, good to see you. And he's like, hey, you know, how you doing? It was full on Steve Spurrier. And they had like a quick conversation. Really? So it was him. It was Steve Spurrier. Wow. Like at 
a subway <laughs> that was open at two o'clock I mean, in the morning at a gas station. And we still station. don't have a sponsor for the show. So he was the, obviously smashed the delicious <laughs> subway six inch <laughs> oven roasted chicken sandwich. Um, as smashed as anyone who, at a two o'clock in the morning subway yeah. visit would be. Who doesn't want the cold be. cut uh, trio at two o'clock in the morning when you're drunk? <laughs> There's nothing more delicious than the fresh vegetables that you get at subway. If Rick um, Neuheisel's in this league, can we get Sonny Lubick to come back too? Could we ignite that rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. I mean, why not? I watched the XFL when there was the XFL. Do, I mean, what? How, how many teams are in this league? Do we know? Eight, there's eight teams <laughs> in the league. There's like an East and a West division. Um, some of the uniforms are cool. Some of them aren't. So some of the names you've heard. It's like Aaron Murray playing quarterback. No, you don't know who Aaron Murray <laughs> yeah. is. Both he was Steve like the Georgia like, quarterback <laughs> for a whole bunch of years. Um, he played in the league for a little bit. I don't know. I mean, listen, it's it's going to be lower quality football, but it's going to be higher as high quality football as like a bad college game I would watch, right? So yeah. why, why is the it hell indoor, not? outdoor? Regular foot. So they, there's a couple rule changes that they made that are interesting. Like they don't have kickoffs. If you want to onside it, you go from the 35 yard line and it's fourth and 10. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, they have this old rule. It was like Ooh, a that'll Shiano be a nice rule. incubator, like for yeah. rules like that. Yeah, to try stuff out. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're that's what they're kind of doing it as. Um, if not, you just get the ball on the twenty five yard line. So if you don't want to onside it and try to go for it yourself, you just get the ball on the twenty. The other team gets the ball on the twenty five yard line. All right. Um, you always have to go for two. Uh, there's there's oh. yeah there's some interesting rules with it. So yeah, that does sound it. Hmm. All right, all right, we're in the home stretch. Let's do it. Part of the worst damn sports show period, we talk about exactly that. The worst. Here, whether we came across against sports or otherwise, um, you know, I'll start because I got this other one. This is not sports related at all. So I'd like to say the worst is Saskatchewan, Canada. Oh. Where recently hey. they uh, turned down. <laughs> they turned down this guy where they guess this is the uh, the DMV, if you will, for Saskatchewan. The guy wanted some personalized plates with his last name. His name is uh, Dave Osman. It's just that he spells his name, his actual name, A-S-S-M-A-N. <laughs> and they said, no, that would be offensive. And he says, it's my name. <laughs> and I guess I could get it because that was the Seinfeld episode. It was the ass man. Yeah. He was trying to find the ass man like sure. the whole time. So maybe they were thinking they were getting that done. And so I could see, he'd be like, no, you can't put ass man on your plate. Unless it's your name, then you're allowed to do that. So Saskatchewan. You're the worst. And you would think Saskatchewan is sparsely populated enough that everyone would know that that was his name, right? The 10 people in the town oh, that he lives uh, in. Oh, that's Mr. Osman yeah, down it's there. Yeah, Mr. That's Osman. Right. Nice plaque, Dave. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Because they're polite. Yeah, they are very yeah. polite. I saw a New York uh, Times op-ed that it's, can, the Canadians in Canada are the moral leaders of the free world. I, mean, I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 we're not. I mean, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not us. But I just feel like feel like my whole childhood we made fun of Canada, and here they are, like the little brother who's doing better than you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you want me to go next? Yeah, go for it. I got a hot take for my worst. My worst is Super Bowl parties. They fucking suck. Okay. They are terrible. Especially if you got a game like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> on top of it, the game was bad, but it, it was just like, I, I hadn't really gone to Super Bowl parties the past couple of years. I had gone to a couple bars. Last year, I just watched it in my house, and it turns out I enjoyed that way more because I went to a Super Bowl party, and there's like, whatever, 40 or 50 people in there. Mm -hmm. Obviously not enough seats for everybody. Did you play squares? They didn't even get the squares board set up on time. What? I know. Whoever had 3-3 three, three would have been love and life. Right. That game. Yeah. Um, it was hot. It was oppressive. You could barely hear what was going on because everybody was talking. I didn't really want to talk to anybody and people are coming up to me talking. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch a freaking football game. I, the food was like good, but they would put out food and it would be gone in four seconds. Like everybody, <laughs> it would attack. So uh, Super Bowl parties, you're my worst. Fuck the you. Last Super Bowl party I attended was the Broncos Seahawks. So obviously that one wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one like at the very beginning of the game, the snap, the safety. Yeah, and yeah. I just remember being like, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's like kids there. And I was like, oh, sorry. Children. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm Time either. To grow up. I feel, feel like I'm either going bar or just 
watching it at my house was more fun last year than I think at a party. Super Bowl gatherings are the way to go, where you invite like your friends who actually want to watch the game. There's Ugh. maybe like six of you. Y'all chip in and make some food because that's what I did. Like there was three of us sitting around watching the game. We all chipped oh. in, made food, oh. hung out, drank some beers. It was oh. fine. You invited your best friends over there, huh? Mm. Yeah. Oh, did you get oh, an yep. invite, Steve? Actually, barely. I, I almost forgot it was Super Bowl Sunday. Like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, so you the next thing you know, I was like, oh, I got to go get me some guacamole or something. <laughs> so you didn't, chips. you didn't get an invite from Beardo either. Though. I did not. No. Yeah, not so neither of us. The fact that you guys are trying to make me cry on Saturday is the reason you don't get an invite. Super Bowl invite from uh, from our best friend. Here. All right. What you yeah. got? Uh, my worst is the God damn losing streak that the Colorado Avalanche are on. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Very terrible. It is so bad. They played a team the other day that had lost six games in a row and got their fourth loss in a row. They could not beat a team that had lost six games in a row. Six to three, too. And it wasn't even bad doing it. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. And then on Saturday, they got beat by Vancouver. Van fucking Coover, who is basically on the same record as us. We got beat five Five to one. Are they even in the playoffs now? Or are they out? I, I think, think they're, they're out. I think they were on. The, they were tied for that last spot, so they must be out now. Yeah, I mean they're still trying to squeak into that wild card, but that is not going to happen unless they start winning games. And they're playing on the road for the next three. They've got the Capitals tonight. Whoa. They've got the New uh, York defending Stanley yeah. Cup champion. Yeah, they yeah got they've been struggling a little bit though. Maybe you <laughs> they, can, can they, get the Caps. They got the Islanders after that. Yeah, they're and, they're like leading the NHL. That's and then be they tough. got the Boston fucking Bruins. Yeah, they're pretty. It's good probably going to be another. Boston team that wins a game because fuck. Oh, do you see that? Little, I'm so mad about this. You see, so a lot of cursing at the end here. <laughs> yeah. We did, did pretty see, good. Do you see that little fucking prick that was like <laughs> 17 years old in 12 parades? And oh I was my like, God. I'm gonna I, yeah, you know, I think we can so all much. agree that that parade was the worst just because. I'm numb to it. I've said it to this point. Like as far as like the Patriots winning is going, like yeah, it happened. And then you see the parade and you see the Gronk shirtless. Like wait, what? How? Where'd your shirt go? The guy behind you. And it reminded me of that sh- the the picture by the way. That sh- remember the Schmitz commercial from Saturday Night Live like years ago? No. The, the beer commercial that was the Schmitz and it was uh, Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and they're around the pool and they're like hey like it was. It was like they lifted that picture, almost did it exactly. <laughs> so it was. Uh, anyway, I'm not numb to it anymore. And then like there's like street fights. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Know, like cans of beer being thrown at, at the, the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember they dented the World Series trophy by doing that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck Boston fans. They're fighting with each other in the like yeah. it's supposed to be the happiest day in the city, and Patriots fans are fighting each other at the parade. They're all just so bitter about it anymore. They're like. Ugh. It's not even a fight. We only won thirteen to three. <laughs> I, I almost made it my worst. The uh, the trip that Edelman and Brady took to <laughs> Disney World the day after the Super Bowl, they were shit faced. Did yeah. you see the video of them on the Toy Story ride? Oh, my God. It was so good. No, I didn't want to watch a video of Brady yeah, and Edelman know. having a sword fight. Thanks. <laughs> they, were, they were, like, getting ready to go on the Toy Story ride, and you can just tell they they haven't had any sleep, and they are plastered drunk. And Edelman's just like, where are we at? And Tom uh. Brady just goes, Disney World. I'm with my dog, Edelman. <laughs> I'm just like, what I didn't is think Tom happening? Brady drank. I didn't think he even ate strawberries. I think yeah, now that he's out of season. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, I thought, maybe he had one I thought you were going to say now that he's retired. I got all uh, excited. No, man. He's got a countdown freaking clock in his weight room counting down to Super Bowl 54 right now. I saw that fun stat this morning. All um, right. Well, that's the worst stance. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, reiterate my tweet from Sunday. Blow me. There you go. And mine is gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Follow uh, us on Twitter at Worst Damn.